that most people listening will fail to understand it. That's a geek out. This is the show, the geek out show. What's going on, guys? This is Gil from uh, the Geek Out Show. We're doing a special little interview with the collecting couple. We have Fernando and Jenny here. Uh, we got so caught up in just talking and uh, me explaining what I was going to be asking them that we just kind of jumped into the interview. Uh, these are my friends in real life. I've met them through Juan over at CFA, my co-host, Juan. Uh, so what's going on, guys? Hey, thanks for having hey, us. Hey, thanks for having us. Sorry, this is all kind of out of order. <laughs> no, 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 that's my bad. We've already been talking like 20 minutes. <laughs> So really? It's, oh, wow. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to have you guys on, um, like I mentioned previously, uh, before we got into the intro, but you guys are a couple that collects. Uh, you kind of gave us a little uh, background into that or a little uh, shed some light on that. But when we have new people on, what we do is we submit them to the geeky background check. So now you guys are going to be submitted to it, all right? I'm going to ask you guys a series of questions, and if you guys don't pass, I'm going to have to kick you off, and we're going to have to end the interview, okay? All right, sounds oh, good. Man, all right, cool. So hopefully you guys pass. Um, <laughs> so our show consists of anime, uh, cartoon, or sorry, anime, comics, uh, collectibles, um, video games, TV, and movies. So with those different subjects, how much uh, impact did they have on you as, like, when you guys were younger, or what exactly got you into being uh, where you guys are? Was it the anime, or was it the collectibles? Was it, you know, what exactly was it uh, growing up? Or now, even maybe you guys weren't even into necessarily all this stuff when you guys were younger, and just it's, it's new to you guys. Um, I'd say for me... TVs and movies when I was a kid. Um, my mom is a self-proclaimed Trekkie. Um, so my mom really loved TV and movies, and I've always enjoyed watching TV and movies with her. And um, she, I mean, she was a single mom for a little bit of my early childhood, and um, she worked also, so she could kind of rely on me to be able to just sit in front of a Disney movie and and just pay attention. My brother was not the same way. My brother is very active, but I was very easy child in the sense that she could just put me in front of the TV and I'd be satisfied for quite a while. Um, so I think TVs and movies definitely, I think when I got to college too, I found people in my dorm that loved getting together and watching TV and movies. And that's when I, that's when I was exposed to comic books. I had a friend Dylan in college who loved comic books and actually he's a comic book writer now. Um, and he, we would go to the comic book store in Southern Oregon. And I think that really got me exposed to that. I had never really heard of anything like Comic-Con or anything until he told me about it. Um, so I definitely got exposed to stuff like that. Um, I didn't really start, I mean, I've always been a collector, like I said before, snow globes and knickknacks. 
Um, but I didn't really start collecting things until Fernando and I moved in together. Um, and then that's when I think my first pop figure was a Captain Hook that I bought at Barnes and Noble. And I think I ended up looking at the price of it later and it, it was like worth 60 bucks. And I was like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. I had no idea. And I think that's when we started like buying pop figures here and there. Um, and now our collection is just massive in, in my eyes. Um, but yeah, I think TVs and movies, TV and movies when I was a kid, um, never was really into anime. Um, Fern's more into anime, so he can speak to that. But yeah, I'd say TV and movies. Okay, and you, Fernanda, what about you? Uh, for me, it's been all the above, man. Like, um, you know, as a kid, I was super into, I think, the, the, I, the being a, a child of the 80s. Uh, and kind of growing up, I think we all like started out with like Dragon Ball Z life, you know, and so that's kind of like the beginning of my. I, I'll be completely honest, my anime uh, watching is very limited. There's like a select group of shows that I'll watch, and they're probably the majority of mainstream. I have friends who are super hardcore in anime, um, and that's just not me. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then you know, I've done uh, a little bit of comic books, um, more so now as an adult than. Uh, as a, as a kid um what was the other one video games video games is huge i remember uh when i was little one christmas my mom got me a game boy and legend of zelda um link's awakening and that was like my very first intro into video games and kind of spiraled out from there um what was the other one movies and tv shows yeah and i mean you know i'm all over the the, the the consumption of content so i think uh you know it's 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 pretty ingrained into kind of what we do and what we enjoy to do um does that cover all of them yeah i didn't say anything about video games but i definitely had handheld consoles pretty much all my life i remember i had a pink what was the flip one it was pink game boy advance game boy advance i had a pink game boy advance and I had um, like Disney games on it. And I remember I used to play Disney um, computer games. There was like a Lion King one and a Hunchback one, but that's kind of the extent of my video game playing. Right now I literally only play Animal Crossing um, and I have a Switch just for that purpose Leilani pretty much. <laughs> Leilani would love you. She loves yeah. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, I'm obsessed. I didn't, th I've never played this much of, of any video game in my entire life, except for what was that Wario I used to play um, on my DS. Uh -huh. um, this like, it was like a green cartridge. I forget Wario something. I was obsessed with that game, but um, I'm definitely not as into video games as, as Fern, but I, I, I do love mobile games and things like that. Real quick, I want to uh, go back to Fernando. What, what type of anime have you watched? Like, uh, I want to see if I could recommend any to you, just based <laughs> off of what you tell me that you yeah. watch right now. Yeah, I don't really. I, like I said, I don't really watch very much. So what I've watched in the past, I can like count them on my hands. It's I've watched Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. I've watched um, like pretty much all of the Dragon Ball series, uh, uh, like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super, uh, GT, and Super. Okay, yeah, I forget about GT because some of the people don't like it. Don't like it, yeah. Um, but I watched that. I watched uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. I watched Attack on Titan. I watched My Hero Academia. Um, I watched uh, Death Note. 
Am I missing anything? I think that's pretty uh, much One it. Punch Man. One Punch Man. I do watch One Punch Man. I don't watch any of these. Um, I think the extent of my anime is Avatar The Last Airbender. No, you watch Fullmetal Alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I would ever watch it again, but I've seen all of Avatar. Avatar is an amazing series. Avatar is an amazing it series. It's not technically. An no, anime? not technically. Okay, well, whatever. That's well, the yeah, like, see, that's the thing. That's the debate. Some people say yes. Some people say no. It does have really good character development. And it has yeah. really amazing fights. Um, I, I mean, it's American animation. Uh, it, I feel like it gets the shaft, man, because it's, it's way too good for a cartoon. I would put it like a hybrid between cartoon yeah. and anime. Well, a lot of people are purists and say that animes come from Japan. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I guess exactly. They, they don't classify it as uh, a, an anime in the, in the pure sense. But it's like the best. I mean, it has so much more substance than a normal Nickelodeon cartoon. or A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Even, even Korra, like the end of Korra. I think I cried in the last episode. Like, it's just so, it's so good. Like, it's, it's that, that I could watch over and over again. Big time. I would recommend uh, Tokyo Ghoul, Fernanda. I would say check that out. Maybe Jenny would like it too. Tokyo Ghoul, Parasite. Uh, that's another good one. It's not like two. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul is like three seasons of like 20 episodes, so like 60 episodes altogether. Parasite's like, I think only one season of like 22, 23 uh, episodes. Um, you might like that. Seven Deadly Sins is kind of cool. That's on uh, Netflix. Actually, yeah, all these you can watch on Netflix except for Tokyo Ghoul. That might be on Hulu. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, yeah, okay. it's, it's funny. Like I said, I have a lot of friends who um, are into anime, like really into anime, and they're always suggesting stuff. But um, I don't know. I just sometimes have to be like, there are some shows that I've heard that are real good, like Naruto, but the like 1,000. Oh, dude, watch that. Just, just oh, really no. intimidating. So watch, I tried there's watching that. Uh, <laughs> no, there's, there's, uh, so there's anime fillerguide.com or .org, something like that. Uh, look it up, it's on Google. But So you go in there and then you, um, they have a guide on which episodes you could skip and you could literally skip like 200 See, episodes. I, I hate filler episodes. Anime is full of them. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, so like just, just go to the anime filler guide for any anime in general because it has like every single anime up there. And I skipped like 200 episodes of, of Naruto and I, could, I can't <laughs> even fucking tell. Um, I can't even tell. I still got the whole entire story. It was all side shit. And, like, they recap anything anyways. So it's like, what does it matter if you skip it? <laughs> they wrap mm-hmm. it up in, like, five seconds. And, like, the ne- like as soon as they leave that story arc and the next story arc, they recap it in, like, five seconds. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you're good there. For Star Wars Rebels for me. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah. Because there's so many episodes of Star Wars Clone Wars. And I when we were gearing up to watch season two of Mandalorian. No, I did that. I wanted you to watch the last episode, the last season of Clone Wars. The last season of Clone yeah. Wars. But yeah, you had like a spreadsheet of putting it in order or something, right? In the timeline or, <laughs> all yeah. or something. Yeah, that show was really out of order, but uh, I found a list it of is. the, the mm-hmm. chronological order of it. Yeah. And so I watched it in that order. And then I like isolated the episodes that I think Jenny would need to know. <laughs> So that I didn't have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I did my own kind of filler guide for her on that. Yeah, it was great. It was perfect because I got all the information I needed to know and none of the filler episodes. 
without watching like all like 10 or yeah. 11 seasons whatever it is yeah it was perfect it was right my speed yeah <laughs> that's funny so you guys didn't collect separately before um i collect I different things i collected yeah. snow globes um and like knickknacks um so and books like so i've always been a collector in that sense but i think as far as like our toy collection started together i mean he has little things that he brought into the relationship and like video games were important and and like he has little collector things but our our collection really boomed together so like if you look at pictures of our apartment when we first moved in compared to now it's like completely night and day like we didn't have anything on the walls we didn't have any art up. We didn't have any pops. I think we had like one pop figure. Well, I think that was also a, a sign of, um, you know, just con- like not having a whole household and like moving in and yeah, all that stuff. But yeah, like I was in college and I didn't really have like everything I owned had to be transportable for like. I don't know, six years, six years of my life, seven years of my life. Um, oh, no, I guess less, five, five or six years of my life. And then once we got an apartment together, we were like, oh, let's fill the space with things we like. <laughs> That's usually how it goes, right? <laughs> like, like before you have your own spot, your own place. Uh, it's kind of like very minimal and then once you have your own spot then you're like let's start filling this shit with shit that I like well I definitely got my collecting gene from my grandmother um my grandma is I would say a collector not a hoarder but she has a lot of things and she even has this like storage off so they own a property in southern oregon um it's like a big farm and so my grandpa collects cars um vintage cars but my grandma has like my grandpa calls it her box it's like the storage unit on the property and it's filled with like even the trunk that her great great grandfather brought over on ellis island like she just has all this really cool stuff but she keeps it all in one area and when I was going to college up there I started filling my single room with things and so I put a bunch of my things in her box so I have like a corner of her storage unit that is just like books and art and things from my childhood so I don't even have all of my things here in our apartment I have a lot of things up in Oregon oh shit (laughs) like I have I have bins of books and I have like bins of collectibles from when my mom and my stepdad would travel when I was young. And I have like art that I had in my childhood bedroom. Um, And my mom went through a divorce when I was in college. And so she brought a lot of my stuff up um, and now it just sits in my grandma's property. Well, I mean, like, the stuff that you mentioned with your grandma, that's definitely stuff worth bringing, like the trunk from Ellis Island. Definitely yeah. like a, like, family heirloom type stuff, so that's that's pretty dope. Uh, yeah. And pretty cool that you get your collecting from your grandma. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about you, Fernando? Has collecting always been a thing for you or something kind of new? Um, uh, yeah, I've collected stuff here and there. Um, I, I, you know, I, I would get, like... St- 
I lived with my parents, so they were very on like not like too much clutter. So it would it would have to be subdued on whatever I could like hide around the house. Um, but I you know I had like I think I brought into the apartment the um, the the Force FX lightsabers and a couple comic books and video games and stuff like you that. You got cool things from Best Buy too. I would get cool like things from Best Tron Buy thing and, and, and then and then some stuff from work. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really funny to talk about how, like, my parents were super against it, and sometimes, like, are, but they were super into Beanie Babies when that was a thing. Like, they have a humongous... Oh, my God. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Because they don't know what to do with it, but um, I just, I remember, like, waking up at five in the morning to drive all the way to, like, Dublin to, 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 to like, go to this random little store where they heard a rumor that they had a princess diana i will always remember that we oh my god that. i knew you were gonna say princess diana i knew I that was coming <laughs> yeah we do too, but like but like i just remember and it's really funny to hear them say like i think they got really burned because beanie babies went down in value and they got kind of disappointed yeah um so they're always like cautious about doing that ever again but they were so well, yeah, because everybody thought that they were striking gold with getting all this. Because like, like my parents don't they don't really collect either. My parents even went out and they were collecting them, buying them, and I think they still have theirs in storage as well. Yeah. Well, your parents also supported like consoles. Like you, they would stand in line with you they, to get consoles. They would go by themselves and get stand in yeah. line with consoles. Yeah. So they like, were supportive with. Yeah, that they were supportive kind of with, with sort of things, but not not too much. Uh, not too much. Like I had, I, it, it all started, but like, you know, when when Jenny and I moved in with each other, and we were able to kind of build our own home, and you know, kind of kind of manage our own household, we kind of just decided to to do what was fun, and um, I think uh, a lot of our kind of ambitions and, and and what we decided to do together kind of started from you know learning you know we moved to a city where we didn't really know anybody in the area and it's not like you know we all live in the bay area so it's not like driving to one area is very very uh difficult well sometimes it is but it's not very difficult but like you you have to kind of figure out what you do when you're not going out to see people and stuff like that and so that's kind of what i think collecting did for us is that it gave us an avenue of like something that we can go do just the two of us on weekends and throughout kind of the adventures that we would go on, we would meet new people like you and, um, you know, just kind of, kind of built a little community around that. Yeah. It's really crazy. Like I, I think the first time it kind of hit me was maybe last year, just like going to a random convention somewhere, a random spot and like being like seeing people that, I don't normally see like when we go to San Diego, sometimes we'll see people that we don't see very often, but um, we know them from the the toy collecting community. And it's, it's pretty cool. Like it's, it's cool to have like friends and, and comrades um, all over. Um, and we definitely, when we moved here, we didn't really have that. Um, I'm from Santa Cruz. Um, originally, I, we both went to the same college in Southern Oregon um, he graduated three years before me, um, and he went back to Vallejo. We officially met when I was um, a junior, going into my senior year, and we were long distance the first whole year of our relationship. I was still in college, and then I moved back down here, and I lived in Sacramento for a little while, and then when I got a job in Redwood City, that's what brought us to San Mateo because it was halfway between his job 
in San Francisco and my job in Redwood City. And so we didn't know anybody here. Um, so when we moved here, we kind of started, I don't know, having to build connections because all of our friends were in San Rafael or Marin. Um, and they're kind of far away. I mean, it's not too far, but it's far enough to not see them all the time. So we had to kind of build a little, like, community for ourselves and and we did and it's it's pretty it's pretty cool um so you guys kind of already answered uh you know the collecting and went a little bit deeper in there but what exactly does your collection consist of as a collecting couple what uh, do you guys what do you guys collect? we have a lot man we have um we, we do dabble. a lot of we, we do a lot of different things and there are some things that i do and something that she does and then some things that we do so i think our biggest kind of collection is is the funko pops the most visual yeah exactly Yeah, like when you walk into our apartment like the first thing that hits you is the is funko Funko, yeah uh i think juan would even say because he's been here and he he like you know i i I don't think people quite understand what we have showing at least yeah Um, but we kind of like it. I mean, it, it 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 adds you know a little bit of character and something that we like to do when people come into this. The because we have everything. Jenny is very um I'm pretty meticulous specific. in terms of in terms of organizing. So everything has yeah. to have kind of like a flow. Um. So we like to ask people what they like on each wall. Yeah, because all four walls are represented. So like we have pops on all four walls, and they're all sectioned by like category fandoms. Fan- fandoms, yeah. yeah. And so we, when someone comes to our apartment for the first time, we usually ask them to pick their favorite from each section or each wall. Um, oh, shit. Okay. So I got to go over now. Uh, yeah. I got to work out something so I can stop by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, and it's funny when we started doing this whole work from home thing starting in March, um, I had a few Zoom meetings like early on and I hadn't had my desk set up yet. So I was sitting on the couch and we have a whole display behind our couch. And so anytime I had an all staff meeting, if I was like one of the first people on the meeting, cause there's like 60 of us. So if I was like one of the first ones, someone would notice my background yeah. and like, Oh my God. Cause I have pops at work too. Like my cubicle has a whole shelf with out of box pops because at home we're in box collectors but sometimes when we have duplicates, I take them to work. And so does Fernando. He had, he, had, he had some at work, too. And so people know that I collect things. And people at work know that I go to conventions. They know that I am part of the collecting community. And so they like my pops at work. But they had no idea what I have at home. Yeah. So when they saw my display behind the couch, sometimes I show people on Zoom my my apartment because they they had no idea the extent of my collection collecting just based on what I have at work. That's that's awesome. I'm pretty sure like people are like, holy shit, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's always a topic of conversation when we're doing work calls. Oh yeah, because Fernando's desk right behind him. So when I would sit on the couch, we have a display behind our couch, but then Fernando's desk is positioned so that there's a giant wall of pops behind him. So sometimes <laughs> client meetings and they'll be like whoa and then um i remember one time he asked one of his clients to name their favorite thing and she said doctor who and so i handed him a doctor who pop and that's signed because we have three signed doctor who pops 
And she like was like, whoa, I didn't even know that you could do that and stuff. So it's it's pretty That's funny to awesome. react non-collectors react to what we we have, which isn't I mean, compared to some people, it's not a huge collection, but to to non-collectors, it really is. Like yeah. it's it's overwhelming. It's definitely not gimmick. In the collect <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying it's definitely not Guinness World Record uh uh status, but you know. <laughs> no, that's not good. What I was gonna say is like in the collecting world, like us as collectors, like we just need to know like somebody there's always somebody with a bigger collection than us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> there's always someone for bigger sure. out there. And I love watching YouTube videos of people's collect especially side sideshow pieces because we don't Oh yeah. We those only are great. have we do we even have any sideshow pieces? Yeah, yeah we have a few, but I it's definitely and we have two Detolf cabinets from Ikea, the, the glass ones. That's but, the way. Yeah, but I love seeing people's sideshow collections on YouTube because they're just so beautiful. Like, those, I love when they are when they have pristine rooms filled with beautiful collections. With the tops and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have, you know, so just kind of expanding on yeah. the rest of what we collect. Um, so it's mainly Pops. Within Pops, we each have kind of like our thing. So, like, Jenny likes Harry Potter. And Disney. Um, and Disney and we both like kind of like Disney but yeah. Harry Potter is mainly your thing like I have a uh, like anime pops and um uh Superman Star um, Wars Star Wars is kind of ours too no yeah um but then we also do like uh, autograph pops so you've seen us at conventions and stuff Gail so what we like to do is go to the conventions and get um things signed so I think we have over like 100 autograph pops probably like 150 at this point um, from just various different fandoms. Um, and then outside of pop figures, I think our second probably biggest collection might be fig pins. Yeah. Um, we got really into fig pins in the last year. And, and we have a really cool display of that. Yeah, that we got made by a, a, a company Hero. called Cura Complex. Mm -hmm. They do 3D printed um, fig pin displays. And they do little like inserts and stuff for you. So one of the things that we were really... Um, into collecting when it came to fig pins is that they give you know little logo pins and every like and for certain special events and so we have like a full collection of the logo pins which took us some time to get to get but um we were able to get all those and so yeah. we do that we have a couple of sideshow pieces thanks i mean everything that's like statues or sideshows is all thanks to juan at cfa oh, yeah, um sure. so we have a couple of huge uh, shout out to him yeah, yeah, yeah. A, sure. a lot of that has been, I mean, it's, and it's honestly like, you know, we, we all know how Juan is, so he's been making fun of me that I'm not a real collector because I didn't have any hot toys, but, um, you know, so I, I, I have gotten a couple just because I think they're cool. Wait, so. hold on. He made fun of you because he didn't have a hot toy? Yeah, yeah, he did. He was like, you need to be a real collector. Collect them Wait, hold on. He just recently got his very first like hot toy like last year, I want to no. say. Maybe a year and a half ago. Something like that. Like that he kept it in his own collection because it was like yeah. uh, the Loki. What a jerk. He's, he's had some. I think he's had some. Uh, he had a... He has beautiful statues. He has a too. lot of really cool statues. Like, he has oh, yes. beautiful his statues. His detolfs are... Oh, my oh gosh. yeah. They're, like, they're amazing. Those are beautiful. I know. And I love the fact that, like, they're all... The majority of his detolfs are in the room that his mom watches CV in. Yeah. <laughs> she gets That's to enjoy amazing. them all. <laughs> and, like, I have an aerial shelf, and he knows that I love aerial. So anytime he gets a new aerial thing, I usually buy it from CFA, and I have a whole shelf of aerial things. Um, so those those are some non pops too. Yeah, and so we have like yeah, we have some stuff like that. We have sideshow statues. We have um, 
Hot Toys. We have some other like random statues here and there. And then our prints. Um, we have. I have a couple of uh, graded comics that are signed. Um, up. Uh, we have uh, lightsabers. Um, and then the other thing that we recently got, not recently, like maybe in the last two, two and a half years, is uh, Mondo. Um, and not just Mondo, bottleneck. Like, um, like, what do they call them? Like alternative movie posters? Yeah, they're like like art. I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's, that's our art is yeah. we collect really beautiful um, big prints. Um, and I've always been a little bit of an art collector in the sense that every convention I go to, I buy... Um, a print from a different artist of Ariel. Um, like I said, I'm a huge Ariel collector. So I have an entire art book full of different artists take on, on Ariel, the little mermaid. And so I've always had that book. Then at conventions, we started buying, um, art from people that we really liked, um, geeky art. And then we got into like Mondo and bottleneck and gray matter art where they, have really beautiful um, limited, edition, limited pieces. edition pieces. So we've been framing those, and now we have a giant book for the ones that we can't frame because we don't have any wall space. <laughs> um, and a few we have had custom um, framed at Michael's. Um, every so often they do a 70% off sale. So we wait for the 70% off sale, and then we take something that won't fit in a normal frame, um, so like an irregularly sized piece, and we'll have it um, custom framed. So we have like four four pieces that are custom framed. Um, so yeah, we, we've run out of wall space. Our bedroom is is full of these 18 by 24, 24 by 36, 24 by 36 um, pieces of art. And then our kitchen, our uh, dining room is filled with these art pieces, but we have way too many. So we have a whole, we have a giant um, 24 by 36 book that we can put them in. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That, that's, yeah. that's a good way. And I mean, at least if you ever want to switch them out, you can switch them out, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Have you ever seen the Mondo? Uh, I've uh, seen I've seen them. They're, they're amazing. I want to start getting into those, but like, I feel like I don't have room for them. I just got to yeah. have yeah, room for them. It's tough with the room, man, but the community is really, really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I'm a big... Dude, super... those things sell out fast, don't they? They sell out really fast. Yeah, they, um, they sell out really fast, but the community is sometimes really helpful, man. Like, I'll tell you, like, just a few stories. I know that um, some people have, like, horror stories with communities of collections, but um, at least with the Mondo things, I've had some really good luck. There was a, a print that I wanted, um, which was a Pawnee print that was... From Parks and Rec. From Parks and Rec. And it was about last year that I started looking for it, and I put it in search of in a group. And um, multiple people like like PM'd me with different offers. And one guy was like, um, "Hey, I'll sell it to you for cost." And I was like, "Cool, you know, like I'll take it." Um, so as he was wrapping it up, he was like, "Okay, well, shipping is like ten bucks." And I was like, "All right." So I'm like, "What do I owe you?" He's like, "Just give me the ten dollars. Like Merry Christmas. It's not." It's sitting in a book. I'm not enjoying it. It seems like you really wanted yeah, it. Yeah, he was like, pay it forward. He's like, you know, just just, just pay me shipping. And I was like, oh, wow. shit, that's cool. Yeah, so he gave us a, I mean, he gave us this really nice print for for free for Christmas. I mean, it was, it was, it was just really it nice. Was just and a then, really nice experience. And then there was this other guy who um, posted a horror story. He had, um, you know, the Christopher Reeve Superman movie, the, the, the original Superman movie. There's a print by um, an artist named uh, Matt Ferguson. And he, it, it's a one in ten print, 
that he had framed and there was like an accident in his house and it fell and it ripped. And so he was heartbroken. He posted a, a print. I posted like, Oh my God. Yeah. I posted like my, 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 like my, as a Superman collector, I was like, man, I totally feel you. Like this is an amazing print. It's gorgeous. I wish I can own one one day. So the cool part is that these artists are actually in all these groups. And so the artist PM'd him and offered to send him another one that he had in his private collection and somebody else had commented and said hey i might have one too and the guy was like you know what this fernando guy seems to be a big uh collector hit him up if you ever decide to sell it and they did and so now i have this one out of ten superman uh metallic prints it's beautiful um, that's just really really nice and it's so so like just people have been really chill in that group you know dude that's awesome it's, i feel like when there's communities like that and people are willing to help each other out, that's 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 awesome. That's kind of like what got me into all this was uh, once I started like collecting again and, and stuff like that, people were really helpful. And uh, I mean, shit, people like Juan, I mean, that's how I met you guys. You guys. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you guys have helped me. Was it remember with that uh, Baskin Robbins uh, Stranger Things pop? Oh, yeah. You, you, guys, you guys helped me out with that. You guys are the ones who told me about that. Yeah. I think it's always, I mean, I know that I, I know that there are outliers, people that have had bad experiences with other people in the community. There's, there's flippers. There's just like in any, in any collecting thing, there's, there's going to be bad experiences, but as a whole, like I've, I think I've felt so welcomed by the collecting community in, in the Bay area, especially. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's been, it's been really nice. And we have, we have way more good stories than we do bad, bad experiences. Yeah. So um, there's just a really great community here and all over the country. I mean, we, we see people at San Diego that we don't, that we see once a year usually. And um, it's, it's just, it's really nice. It's really nice to be part of a community like this. Okay. So I have a, hypothetical situation for you guys i don't know maybe you guys will have answers maybe this will like be like the most stressful situation i don't know so your guys' place is on fire oh you could only take three items from your collection only three that's it just from the collection okay yeah just 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 from whatever's there you could only save three items what are you saving uh i want to hear Jenny's first. Let's let's go with Jenny first. I know one for sure. So um, I've met Jody Benson, who is the voice of Ariel, and then Juan also gifted me a signed before I met her. Juan for my birth my birthday, Christmas Christmas something like Christmas or my birthday. He gifted me a signed Ariel pop. So I have two signed Ariel pops. Um, they're the, they're different pops. Um, the first one is she's wearing the pink dress. And then, so I chose something else when I met her. So I know those are like the same thing, but I would grab both of them. <laughs> um, Cause I love Jodi Benson so much. She she's so when, when you get things signed, you never know how the person's going to be in real life. I've had some negative experiences with meeting celebrities or voice actors that, I assumed we're going to be cool people and then they weren't. So I've, I've had some negative celebrity experiences and I think I was worried 
that that I was going to be so excited to meet her and then it wasn't going to be a good experience and she just blew me away she's like one of the coolest people I've ever met so sweet she's like a real life princess and I've been obsessed with The Little Mermaid since I was a little kid so um that was a great experience um meeting her and so I would definitely grab both of those pops um and then I don't know I we have some cool things, so it's kind of hard to, but those have, like, sentimental value. So I think those are the only ones that have, like, real sentimental value to me. Also, we have a signed Mickey Mouse pop, and Brett Ewan is the current voice of Mickey Mouse, and he is so, he's such a cool person, and he drew Mickey Mouse on our pop, because he's he used to be, before he was the voice of Mickey Mouse, he was oh, that's later. cool. And so, yeah, he was an animator, so he drew Mickey Mouse on the side of our pop. So that was a really cool experience. Um, I have a really beautiful Little Mermaid um, snow globe. I know, but I have one more. So what do I pick? So my two aerials, and I guess I'll pick the Mickey Mouse pop. Those are easy. (laughs) Oh, but I have art. It's all right. It's all right. I have cool art on the wall. (laughs) All your, all your art is going up on fire. It's all going. I know. Up is done. <laughs> and one of them, I worked really hard to get. It's tough. And then I clicked pins too. I could grab my entire box of pins. I keep them all in a box. <laughs> That's probably my third item. My two aerial pops and my box of pins. So like uh, this question is actually coming <clears throat> from Leilani. Because oh, really? Leilani posed, yeah, Leilani posed this question to me on friday oh really I, I, same thing like uh over here at our place i kind of got like our stuff up i have some signed pops i have my uh hot toys in the detail some mezco this and that yeah and she's like daddy if you could only save three which and i was like oh my god i was there for like 10 minutes before i could even answer so i'm like this is a really good question to ask a collector geez that is a really good question i mean the my my number one and two choice I could pick right away, but the third one was hard. So yeah, I think I would go with my box of enamel pins because uh, we didn't even mention that I'm a huge pin collector. I collect like we said fig pins. Well, the fig pins are specific. Yeah, like, I knew that there was more than just fig yeah, pins that like you guys collect. The fig pins are very specific. I collect um, so I, I'm not a Disney pin collector in the sense that like of Disney pins you get from the resort or downtown Disney or whatever. I collect most of my pins come from Instagram. I love following um, pin creators on Instagram and I love buying limited um, edition pins on Instagram. And so I have a whole box of enamel pins that are just like artist take on something. Um, They're not like, they're not licensed to Disney, but I'm, they're called Disney fantasy pins. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge pin collector of fantasy pins. So I would probably grab my, my box of pins. <laughs> okay. What about you? Um, I would take my gaming desktop. <laughs> How are you going to keep up? <laughs> he said three in. things. And he'll, 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 okay. find, right. he'll find a way. He'll find a way. Every step aside, I'll strap it to my back. He did just get a new case for his for his gaming computer and it's it's a really nice case so i take that i think i would take my uh silver superman yes because that was kind of hard to get 
That's so explain what it is. It's the, it's the hot topic employee rewards one out of 144 silver Superman. That was that was an adventure to get. Yeah, that was tough to get. It was it was stressful. Um, it's a pop. It's yeah, a, it's pop, a pop. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It's yeah. really hard to get. Um, and then I think the other one that I would take is so I remember Gil. I don't know if you remember your first SDCC story, but mine is my the very first time I went to Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. I went as a work trip. Oh yeah. It was a. It was a. It was like a, a paid work expense. I um, went as his assistant. And Jenny got to that's, go. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that was my first trip to I got Comic-Con. to sit in the press section of panels. Yep. So I got to sit in big panels. Oh, shit. And record. I would record the panels for him because he was in interviews all day. So I would just be by myself in panels recording panels. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And so uh, I got Jenny to go with me and... Um, one of the things we did was, uh, it was like the anniversary release of, um, of Predator. Oh, yeah! And, and, okay. and they did 3D printed action figures with a Predator. They would take a 3D picture of your head. And so the Predator... Oh, shit. The Predator yeah. holding your head. Yeah, so we have statues of each of us with Predator holding our head. Just our head and like... <laughs> All these like tendons, the yeah. And stuff are all hanging out. So I remember we sat in the chair and they and this three D printed thing came around our head and did, cameras, yeah, did like a whole scan of our head and then it took like months to get to us, yeah. but it was so worth it when we opened them up. They're so cool. Yeah, they're so, so I think, personalized. I think too. I would take those because it reminds me of our first Comic Con trip. Oh, it's funny that trip. Thinking back, it was 2013. 2012. I don't remember. 20, no, 2013. And um, we weren't pop collectors yet, but Funko had all these cool Disney metallic limited edition pops that year. And we weren't collectors, but I remember seeing people walk around the convention floor with them. And we were like, oh, that's so cool. We should go find that booth later. And we never did. And so fast forward like two years later, we're trying to hunt down these old pops that we could have bought in person because back then <laughs> the line for Funko was not nearly as long as it is now or hard to get. So we totally missed our opportunity to get all of these really cool old pops that now we have a few of them, but we don't have like Blue Suit Mr. Incredible was that year. And so like, it, it's funny because we weren't, we weren't those kind of collectors yet, but we remember seeing them on the convention floor and being like, oh, that's cool. We should go find that booth. And then now we're pop collectors and we're like, oh man, we totally missed our opportunity to go get really cool pieces. But hindsight is always 2020. Yeah. I mean, we had no idea and we, we weren't really going as, I mean, we're, we're going for a really cool experience, but we were mostly going to work. Um, so we only, we didn't walk the convention floor as much as we do like now when we go we we only kind of did like a once around because we were mostly working and going to panels um but yeah that was that was a really cool experience the next year he went by himself i didn't get to go and that was then, depressing man going to comic-con alone is weird yeah he had to go by himself and but that first year too it was the 50th anniversary of doctor who we got to go to a really cool we got to go to the 50th anniversary doctor who party 
and we met um, Matt Smith, and we met um, uh, Jenna Louise Coleman. We got a picture with her, and she looks terrified in the picture because American fans are terrifying, and they're like a bunch <laughs> of people. And Matt Smith had left her by herself in in the party, and he had just bounced, and she was there by herself taking pictures, and she looked terrified in our picture. <laughs> So that was, that was a really cool experience because we were, I mean, doing things like that before we were like really collecting things. And so it's cool to like think back on that trip. It was a really special trip. So it's a good memory. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you guys for the insight. I appreciate it. I think uh, everybody got a little bit like a little knowledge of what it is to be a couple collecting together and whatnot, the collecting couple. Thank you uh, for a little, uh, you know, sitting down with me, taking the time to talk to me and, and uh, sharing everything with me. So I appreciate it. No Anytime, thank you. All right. And where can they follow you guys at? Like, what's your social media? You guys want to plug your guys' selves? Yeah, we just have the Instagram. Yeah, so we're collecting couple, uh, one word on Instagram. So it's C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-N-C-O-U-P-L-E, collecting couple, one word. All right, so make sure to go follow them. They have awesome stuff. Uh, a lot of pops, pins, sideshow pieces, a little bit of everything. Like I said, I know these two wonderful individuals personally, Jenny and Fernando. They're amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I, I appreciate it again, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, guys. And I'm Gil. You can follow me over at Black Hole Comics on all social media, YouTube, all that good stuff. You can find me on the main show, The Geek Out Show, every week. You can find me over at The Spec Deck with my co-host Juan, or I'm the co-host, sorry, with the host Juan every week. And until next time, make sure to say geeked up and geek out. Thanks, guys. Thanks.